I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, today is a very special episode. We have Ashley Byrne, founder and CEO of New. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for having me, guys. Delighted to be here. Uh, great to have you. Great to have you. So um, for uh, any of our listeners, we've known Ashling for a few years now, back when, when we all shared a stint in MediaWorks. And uh, she has gone on to uh, much bigger and better things uh, since then, creating an empire that is uh, new. Tell us a bit about new, Ashling. New is a app and community to swap pre-loved fashion. So our mission is really to breathe new life into the clothes that already exist in our wardrobes. And it came, I guess, from a lot of personal experience of the environmental and social issues that the fast fashion industry creates and this need for a really accessible access to sustainable fashion. So basically the app is a community where you upload your clothes to either swap or lend out for short term. You get tokens and then you can find items that are new to you so it's all about using those clothes that still have a lot of life left in them and um it can often be a bit a bit nicer and and a lot cheaper than buying firsthand (laughs) amazing and how's it going so far it's going really good um i mean 2020 as as i think all of us were slapped a little bit in the face but um it it gave us our formula for success so we had a lot of short-term borrows happening before 2020 we had launched the app publicly in January and things were kind of going up and it was very much event-led for people borrowing for balls or weddings and different occasions and when the pandemic happened obviously we all lost our social lives so we added in the permanent swap feature and that was just a really nice activity for people to do during lockdown. People were clearing out their wardrobes, people were finding items to add to their wardrobes and experimental pieces and we used um, Parcel Motel in Ireland to be able to exchange the items and so we've kind of come out of it now and we're going into our next round of funding and we have this kind of global scalable idea that we'd like to see circulate around the world so it's come a long way from swap shops and wigwam on abbey street (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's it's looking really positive so so it's a great community and and just a great team sounds great yeah and uh i'm shane brennan to any listener uh, everyone's used to you i was like we get a we get a new guest (laughs) and you forget about the person who's here with you week in week out there (laughs) i still love you christ oh my god but uh yeah, no, Ashley, it's um, and obviously we 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 work with new on the social activity, and it's just been going from strength to strength. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean. It's such a cool idea. I remember, I remember when we were back in MediaWorks, and Ashley was so passionate about this. What was the documentary? The True the, Cost. The True Cost. And yeah. I remember me and my Every lunch. with fucking. 12 pairs of jeans to my name and like all this big wardrobe from m I'm like no I buy in bulk I buy my clothes in bulk because then I don't have to go to the shop now since working with you and getting to know Ashleen it's like I have one pair of jeans and I have I'm like so proud four white t-shirts <laughs> and like five jumpers and then Neve, my wife tries to like get me to bet new shirts I'm like I gotta throw one in I gotta get rid of one <laughs> And it's I like, love it. <laughs> what I love about it, as as, as from it's it's one, I get I get to have a high horse for the environment, and two, it helps with laziness. So it's like you've gone mm-hmm. away from, oh, someone might have already seen me in this to being like, oh, maybe they have, maybe they'll know I'm helping the environment. So yes, oh, exactly. You did that. I appreciate yeah. that, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, so before we get into the the brilliant ads that you have to show us today, um. Mm-hmm. How can users get involved with New if, if they want to sign up? 
Yeah, so you can download the new app. It's NUW on iOS or Android. And you can follow us on socials at We Are New. So um, you can kind of keep up to date with everything that we're doing. And once you've downloaded the app, you just need to upload some clothes and you can start taking part in the community. Amazing, amazing. So we'll kick straight into it then uh, to make the most of our time together, if that's okay, Ashling. And um, so uh, what is the first advert uh, you have for us today? So I chose the theme of sustainability because obviously I'm a bit obsessed with it. <laughs> Fair enough. But from a positive light, because I know in advertising it can sometimes get a bit, um, I guess, critical just because of greenwashing. Mm. But uh, on the whole, I think, you know, if sustainability is out there in the sphere, more people are learning about it. And, you know, we can't always get on our high horse and assume that everyone's educated on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think... Um, Getting, getting the word out there and, and, and just showing what's happening in the environment um, is really good. And so I didn't choose ads that I thought were greenwashing. <laughs> I try to stay away from them. But um, there are some really good ones that, that I really like. So the first one I have is by the creative agency Mother. And it's um, a short animated ad. And it was actually done by Greenpeace. And Greenpeace couldn't get it on TV. And so in Christmas of 2018, Iceland, the supermarket chain, I think they're just in the UK. I'm not sure if they have any stores in Ireland, but um, they essentially went and, and got it on TV. And this was kind of their campaign. And they were taking palm oil out of the products that they stock in their stores that they had produced themselves. They haven't actually taken it from the products from other brands that they produce. Mm-hmm. But um, this was just a really... Um, striking art I guess it was something that I (laughs) fell in love with a little bit because it's it's a short film and I think there's a great story around it getting banned again that we can talk through and what that means and what it means to have an ad that is deemed too political when you know um not actually bringing these things to people's attention in my view would be as political um we give it a watch yeah let's give it a go yeah awesome there's a rangtan in my bedroom and I don't know what to do. She plays with all my teddies and keeps borrowing my shoe. She destroys all of my houseplants and she keeps on shouting, ooh. She throws away my chocolate and she howls at my shampoo. There's a rangtan in my bedroom and I don't want her to stay. So I told the naughty rangtan that she had to go away. A rangtan in my bedroom, just before you go, why were you in my bedroom? I really want to know. There's a human in my forest, and I don't know what to do. He destroyed all of our trees for your food and your shampoo. There's a human in my forest, and I don't know what to do. He took away my mother, and I'm scared he'll take me too. There are humans in my forest, and I don't know what to do. They're burning it for palm oil. So I thought I'd stay with you. Orangutan in my bedroom. Now I do know what to do. I'll fight to save your home and I'll stop you feeling blue. I'll share your story far and wide so others can fight too. Orangutan in my bedroom. I swear it on the stars. The future's not yet written, but I'll make sure it is ours. Jesus. Wow. That's really good. That's made me very angry. Yeah, sorry. I just kind of realized that <laughs> that's <it laughs> that you were like, we like we'd like positive ads. And I was like, oh, there's loads of positive things to say and rewashing. And I was like, it is a very sad ad. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, but but like the main point of it, like I, I love it. And I've never yeah. seen I've never seen that. Um yeah. like 
Jesus, that's it's really, and I know Aaron's gonna love it because it's rhyming. Aaron loves a good mm. rhyme. <laughs> Me, go away. And that's Emma Thompson's voice. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, Finish, I was, yeah. I was like yeah. between Emma Thompson or you want to plays the Queen, you know, in Crown. Oh, Helen like, Mirren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good guess. Too. Yeah. So I was like, who's or, it yeah. gonna be? Or you won in the Crown. You know, yeah. That mean, oh, yeah. Oscar for was Olivia Coleman. Was that a was that a Christmas ad? Yeah. So basically. Oh. This this was brilliant in terms of publicity that it got. Mm. So Greenpeace had tried to get this to TV before and it was banned. And then Iceland kind of took it on as, you know, obviously a way that they were going to get publicity from it. But I guess they did really feel a social responsibility because mm. they kind of understood what was happening. And they wanted to do something a little bit different for Christmas ads as well. Um, so they got it on TV, as far as I can tell, for a very short time frame. And then it was banned again. And a lot of the conversations were, you know, why did you think that you would actually get it on TV when it was banned the first time? And it was like, well, we just needed to get it out there. And it went and got 30 million views in like a very short space of time, just as, as it started to go viral and it got a lot of celebrity endorsement. But it just brought to the forefront what palm oil actually is. So palm oil mm. is um, a major cause of deforestation. And a lot of, you know, um, products are, it's hard to realize how they contribute to global warming, but it's a lot of the time you just need to cut down trees to have that kind of land. Um, and so that's a lot of stuff that's used in soap and um, you sometimes get it in food products and it going viral and it getting banned just, you know, rallied the people even more. But it's just a lovely story. And I think what I found really interesting in, about it was it's very hard or it's very stark to call an ad that is very childlike, too political, mm. even though these kind of stories need to be told. And it's told in such a way that it's um, it's allowed to be seen by children. And, <laughs> and you kind of were like, wait, why? Why are you censoring things like this? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's done in a very interesting way. So, like, if this is the mm. first animation, I think we're properly looking at on the ad. But, like, so from a production point of view, I can't comment because I have no fucking clue how they put the errors into that. <laughs> but um, from a storytelling point of view, what I love is mm. it's it's that childlike, like, let's take a child's book, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take a child's book where it's usually something funny, you know, like Cat in the Hat or it's something weird. There's an orangutan in a girl's bedroom. That's a story, yes. right? You know what I mean? You can see a little series, yeah. me and my orangutan. Something Tiger like coming that. for tea. Type and it's of really thing. about her imagination mm-hmm. and she has an orangutan teddy. And it's something, You know what I mean? That's really what it's about. But to take that and then flip it onto the orangutan's bedtime story mm-hmm. and how dark that is comparable to the human kind of fun story. The orangutan doesn't like my shampoo um yeah it's funny that each of, the, each of the things the destructive things that the orangutan was doing in the room was yeah. mirroring the destructive yes. things that the humans were doing in their environment you know with the, the cutting down the trees making the noise all that kind of stuff but yeah. because i think from an audience point of view you instantly we instantly relate to that little girl because we know that story we know that when we were kids we, we have nieces we have nephews we have sons daughters whatever so we're like oh isn't that cute this is cool they're telling this story to this child or whatever then the minute they switch it your brain they do it so fast the girl becomes the orangutan mm-hmm. so now you instantly have empathy for the orangutan so you're mm-hmm. like oh god this is absolutely like I when I saw the, the trucks and stuff, I was like, that must be so scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you instantly humanize it. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of transitions this concept of like a loss of innocence for generations mm. coming up behind mm-hmm. us really well. It's like 
we can kind of ignore this to a certain extent because a lot of people you know like older people like just won't be alive when this really comes to roost and and this has gotten really bad but it is focusing at the center of this whole narrative like children and the next generation that if this is something that they will see eventually Mm. and this is something that will or won't allow them to kind of progress in life the way that they would like to do and I just thought it was like really important to to give it that aspect and I just yeah yeah, it was it was interesting how much backlash there was yeah could I I'm gonna ask a question why why was it banned because it's too political so um it's yeah this is this is the whole conversation especially around greenwashing a lot of it is that you're essentially um like painting an entire industry with the same brush. So you're putting out statements around palm oil that okay. can be seen as like so it's liable blasphemous it's, to it's, it's, the it's people using the palm, it. Palm, big palm oil are essentially going, you can't say we're all that bad. You know what I mean? We yeah. plant trees and you're not saying that they're since they're essentially like that. They're lobbying yeah, against exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like, well, every or like, you know, so many yeah. corporates who sell into these stores use palm oil and you're going to, this is going to be a loss of income for us because people won't buy our products right. because of us, yeah, which yeah. is actually the entire point of the ad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, but That's I just think done, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that it doesn't go the opposite way, that if this kind of destruction does happen, mm. that, that if you don't, um, if you don't make that known to the consumer, is that in itself not... Yeah like calories <laughs> like the way they brought in from, exactly. a, from an obesity point of view that if you don't put calories on your package you can't sell them in europe because yes. people need to be informed so it's the same yeah. consideration from a kind of a global health as opposed to a personal health perspective let yeah. us know what damage this product could potentially do if i consume it to the world yeah. and if i can re-consume it over and over again that's yeah. a very good point just, just yeah. before we move on to the to the next ad it's it kind of this was, came out in 2018 was it or 2017 mm. Uh, 28 it was supposed to be christmas of 2018 2018. can i just say i just i hate we did a christmas ads one and i'm fucking so sick of emotional christmas ads but i hate the fact that i didn't hear about this christmas ad i heard about john lewis's one (laughs) like this is a christmas ad because like we were talking about it it as like christmas ads are all the bloody same same now everyone's Mm. emotional everyone's kind of blah 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 and we wanted to go humor but this is an interesting thing to do christmas ad make it make like all those millions you're going to spend about something different and actually beneficial you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so i'm that kills me that i never i've not heard this sorry hitting around a time that say like like the planet earth 2 coming out and and all the david attenborough's like they've they've been coming every year that the new series is out they become increasingly more difficult to watch in mm. in a sense that they're they're just showing the reality of what's actually happening on the ground in yeah. the rainforest and and, and uh, in the polar caps. So it's 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 they're really sad because it's the reality. So this is kind of another another branch of that where it's actually moving into kind of okay brands taking action in in a really visible way, and you would hope that that would have the impact on on the current and the upcoming generation to go, okay, well, actually this isn't, this isn't sustainable in the long run at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, in, with that in mind, then we're, we're going to move on to the next ad. So what do you have for us next session? So the next one I have is an Ikea ad and um, it's an ad about a lamp. It's one of my favorite ads. <laughs> I love this ad. Um, and the creative agency is Crispin Porter and Boguski. That's my attempt. Bogusky, yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Someone else messing up ads. Take that crayons. <laughs> right. Well, let, let's watch it first and then we'll, then we'll jump okay. into it. So. 
Many of you feel bad for this lamp. That is because you're crazy. It has no feelings. And the new one is much better. Wow. So uh, why do you love that ad? So I've kind of flipped. This is a personal reason that I love it. And I've flipped it into the, the realm of sustainability. <laughs> so like very obviously when they made this in 2002, they were like, buy a new lamp, buy another lamp. You don't need that old lamp. But what I love about it is you feel so sorry for the lamp. And especially with new, all we want is people to recognize this kind of personality in the objects that they have. So we have like ideal life cycles as people. We hope to be made with love. We hope to grow old. We hope to have all of these adventures along the way and essentially fulfill our purpose until the end. And we don't have that same view of objects, even though they're made from our natural resources as well. And when we chat about clothes and new, we're always trying to personify them and give them a personality and say, you know, you're not in love with this anymore, but somebody else will be. And I just always go back to the IKEA ad because it just makes an object into a person. And you feel so bad that that object is left on the side of the road. And, and so if we could just cut the tiny little bit at the end where it tells you to buy a new lamp. <laughs> That would be great, but it's this narrative around pieces and objects and the lives and the stories, um, the kind of stories that they tell throughout their life. And I just love how that was portrayed. And obviously like, it's so funny. Like you obviously do want to at some stage just get the, the better lamp, but it's, it's having that connection to the old one that like, you know, don't forget that that could go somewhere. That could be of use yeah. to someone else. It, um, felt like, it felt like yeah. I was watching a live action Pixar short or yeah. something. Do you know that? Yes, it's so like the start of Pixar, isn't it? Yeah. And they made a short. That's one of Pixar's first. Like, I was going to say, I wonder how inspired they were by that first, because that's around 2002. So Toy Story yeah. was coming out. Um, so Ashley, you're going to absolutely adore Lamp 2 that oh. they brought out in 2018. And it's a little girl finds it on the path and brings it home and uses it. Stop. <laughs> you, literally, <laughs> you literally predicted exactly where they went with it so that was done in in yeah 2000 uh okay we watched i'm so it. glad right, I right. Have, I, wait i want to watch this as well where's yeah. that I'm right, throw, it. throw it up there shane Many of you feel happy for this lamp. That's not crazy. Reusing things is much better. That's literally perfect. <laughs> That's 
literally perfect. Oh my god, I'm so happy. This is now officially my all-time favorite ad. <laughs> I love that because when you, that. you were saying you were saying about like the way you flipped it into sustainability, and I was I was googling it earlier, and I was like, "There's a second one." And then I was I was literally playing it on mute when you were talking. I was like, "Oh my god, a little girl comes and picks it up." <laughs> that's what you were waiting for in the first ad, uh, but oh yeah, like it didn't age well as an ad. You're like, ooh. She just dumped something out there now, probably not, but oh, that's so good. And Ikea, like, have done so much, like, they've opened up Mm. one of the first uh, secondhand furniture stores, and it's also good. So, I'm just, I'm so glad they did. But their whole new campaign now is Fortune Favors the Frugal, is all about kind of reusing Mm. and, and, uh, yeah, um, sure, they'll buy, yeah, they buy all the old stuff off, you know, yeah. It's so it's so good. So would they be actually from a brand? Would they be pretty pretty getting getting high marks in terms of sustainability? Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, they um they've done like a lot of innovation in the space. They have a, like a circular fund as well that they support startups who. Okay. It's generally in like logistics and mm-hmm. like furniture and things like that. But they've done a lot of work and it, I think it's a testament like they opened an entire store that's secondhand pieces and yeah, yeah. I know you can say loads of things about big brands and all the different things they do but you also need really big brands to make massive changes to filter <laughs> that down to to people who may not otherwise come in contact with it mm. so I think they've always been kind of at the forefront of that though as well maybe a bit because they're a Scandinavian company too like they just yeah. are always a little bit ahead of you know what is what's the logical thing to do yeah, here? Like, it, why it feels, would we look at waste as waste? It's like, yeah, it we feels do very so logical. It's like remove, yeah. remove the emotion from it and just make the right decision. Um, mm-hmm. But they do it in an emotive way. The way they advertise, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's like they make the logical point first, and then they apply the emotion after, as opposed to we seem to apply yeah. emotion and then discard logic when it upsets us and gets us more emotional yeah. <laughs> here's what you're watching the Very true. yeah it's like no i really like this table but it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> get away i hate you <laughs> brilliant that that's uh that was a lovely little journey we all went on there of discovery yeah, oh, yeah. that's great that's I'm first. Delighted. i love that that's, that's brilliant awesome. Uh, right. Well, we'll we'll move on to the next one. So the the next one is um it's a it's a it's a we have a still image for it here. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. bring it up on screen and then we can talk about it there. Oh yeah, great. So uh, bring us through this one, Ashley. So this is by Sachin Sachi in Copenhagen, and mm-hmm. I guess it's it went around as as a kind of print ad, but it's also an activation. I think that they genuinely put into different places, and essentially it's just trying to remind people that when they use paper towels they are depleting kind of resources Mm. but I think it's nice I love when things are gamified and I love when things are put into the context that they need to be in Mm. I just think sustainability can be so overwhelming you know there's loads of things that are bad in the world but there's also loads of things that are really good and if we don't earmark them correctly for people Mm -hmm. it can just feel a little bit like you become indifferent or you just have no real idea what's actually right or wrong and this is just quite nice you know it's just like that, that paper towel doesn't necessarily have to be biodegradable. It doesn't necessarily have to have all the hallmarks of something that's really sustainable. But if you could just use less, that's a really good way to start. Mm, so I just yeah. like, yeah. So it's almost yeah, like, yeah, I just like, it's, it's just a reminder. It's just, this is coming from potentially from the rainforest. Mm. In America. This is a reminder. You are technically depleting, but it's not, oh, here's all the dead birds and dead wildlife. It's just like, just remember, take the yeah. towel if you need it, but maybe don't take two. If you can get everyone to yes, take one exactly. and not two, well, then it lasts twice as long. So I yeah, think that, it's just helping that behavior. Yeah, and just I, I think that's little... like I, I think about it even myself. Like, 
getting a compost bin was the smallest thing. It's like trying to get mm. the smallest changes that you feel you can manage, make part of your life, and then add a new change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to it's yeah. like going to the gym in January. You know what I mean? You're trying to change yeah. everything. In February, you were a fucking heap getting dominoes on the couch, right? It's the same thing. Nothing wrong with getting dominoes on the couch in February, Shane, all right? I know, I know. <laughs> on a Monday night, Aaron, on a Monday again. <laughs> no, I think it's the same. It's, 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 it's sustainable change for sustainability. It's bring mm. one thing in, like, I don't know, actually wash your recycling cans. Don't just yeah. lash them in and contaminate the whole thing. Just do that one thing and do it for until a period where you feel like, okay, that's no second nature what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And I think that's like that. What I love about that is it, it gets people in an area where they're thinking about washing their hands and getting out of the bathroom. They're not thinking about anything else. Mm-hmm. So, but it's probably one of the most used paper. To, Cause I always feel there's an argument in bathrooms between a Dyson hand dryer or pay, and they always have paper towels as well. And I'm like, why don't you just have one? Of the and then other? there's, then there's going to be the hygiene uh, argument. And on top of that, which is the most hygienic, yeah dry your hands with air or with towels so there's also like there's a queue for the air dryer and i'm like i just want to go can i please leave and i didn't wash his hands at all yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) he has no shaving (laughs) so it's like it's an area where there's a lot going on and just to have something that kind of not distracts you but reminds you Mm, i think it's so quick to pick up on yeah like it just happens as you do it you don't need to stop and read like Wait, what? Yeah. What country or continent is it? (laughs) They should have put it in zoos. I think it should be in every zoo in the world. Yes, that's that's a good idea. idea. Easy, easy place to sponsor. No one goes. No one calls a brand and goes. We want to sponsor your hand towels. They're like, yes. Will you provide them? Yes, (laughs) because because they're they're all broken. (laughs) All of them are broken (laughs) and always empty. Uh, Ashley, with with that in mind, because we're we're we're, that that half an hour has flown by, so we just have a few minutes to wrap up. So on those points that we're just making there, then. If there's a brand manager listening to to this this podcast, there's probably one. Uh, if there is uh, that one person 100. who's listening to us, what would your recommendations be that the little changes they could start making within within their brands and within their the, the companies that they work in from a sustainability point of view? I think it's um, if you're going to talk about sustainability in your marketing choose one thing and just be really transparent about it. I think the mistake that brands can often make is to say that they're trying to be more sustainable and they use that to represent the entire brand. And I think that's where a lot of the kickback in the industry comes. And I think over time that just reduces trust that people have with brands, especially the younger generation. If you're working on one collection, let's say in fashion, and you're going to have organic cotton, just talk about that one collection and make it very clear that this is a pilot or you're doing this to try and bring this into the rest of your collections or the rest of your brand and what kind of timeline is going to go behind that Mm. and just that that research is really accessible because you can't do it all at once everyone knows that but people are really willing to learn and go on that journey with you if you're just really transparent about where that begins and ends um so yeah it's it's amazing to to build these things in but don't feel that it needs to be all or nothing, especially because it's difficult to get all or nothing things past your boss and your manager and, and actually get it out there. But if, if it's just one thing you're working on, just create your campaign around that and be clear that it's just that. 
Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's uh, really awesome. really amazing, solid solid advice. Um, well, with that in mind, we're we're out of time, so we're going to have to wrap it there. If anyone is listening to this podcast, you can of course, as always, go on to workwithfo.e forward slash podcast to to view the ads that we have uh, gone through there. Um, but until next time, Ashley, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great. Thanks a million. Thanks, Thanks so brilliant. much. Okay, Bye, guys. See you guys. Bye.